After the first wave of free agency, we tell you why the Buccaneers' biggest priority in the upcoming draft is safety. That and more on this Mock Draft Monday edition of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Joined by my phenomenal co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can find his work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. To download this amazing game, just visit Ultimate-GM.com or look it up on your app store of choice. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store it's an amazing game it's a game where you get to flex all of your football knowledge and team building capabilities just like one bucks fan did in a recent mock draft that's uh showing us a lot of orange here james and we're not talking about creamsicles but first before we get to that we have to get to our own mock draft here on mock draft monday showing that drafting needs isn't just an effective uh strategy by itself we're gonna get into the needs versus best player available conversation because james you know i have some very passionate thoughts about that very conversation but before we get to that conversation we have to first reorganize reconsolidate and reshuffle the buccaneers draft needs because they have made some moves during the first wave of free agency first and foremost bringing back some very important players like cornerback jamel dean linebacker levante david outside linebacker anthony nelson d delaney aaron stinney patrick o'connor and cam gill all returning for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, James. What stands out there uh, as as being uh, huge, as people will say sometimes? Uh, it, it's Jamel Dean and Levante David. I think those were two guys that most Bucks fans had written off. They they thought they were gone. You and I talked all season, not even like the off season. We have talked all season long about how yeah. we thought that Sean Murphy Bunting would be the corner that returns because Jamel Dean's play was going to price him out of of returning to the Buccaneers. So, uh it's it's those two running away uh as being the the biggest uh what did you how did you phrase it? The the huge huge. news. They're the hugest. They're the hugest returning Buccaneers for uh this this wave of free agency. Look, uh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's hands down, right? But Anthony Nelson, Aaron Stinney, Patrick O'Connor all impacting the trenches uh and all players of the Buccaneers again are opting to bring back. And you think about a team that's trying to improve their pass rush and improve their pass protection and run blocking. That is that doesn't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're being very judicious in deciding who they're bringing back. So they're bringing back those three guys in the trenches because they believe those three guys will be able to help them get to where they're trying to go moving forward, even if just as a role player uh, on the team. Newcomers, quarterback, Baker Mayfield, just like you predicted, um, and defensive lineman Greg Gaines, both coming from uh, recent Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Fortunately for Baker, he was in Cleveland when they did that. Yeah, he was. And, uh, you know, playing through injury, playing through pain, uh, Cleveland looked at that as a door to open up to bring in Deshaun Watson, 
Whether or not that was a good decision is TBD. But uh, Baker with an opportunity here to play for a team that was interested in him last year during Brady's retirement, an offensive coordinator that was interested in him when the trade rumors started heating up as to where he was going to go. So, you know, we'll we'll see how this all plays out, right? Yeah. And of course, some Buccaneers leaving Donovan Smith, Leonard Fournette, Cameron Bray all released by the team as of yet, as of this recording. No rumors, no solid speculation as to where they will land. Rakeem Nunez Roches, I'm going to see him twice this coming year because he's playing for the New York Giants now. And Mike Edwards, who I had speculated James would probably get a really cheap deal entering wave two of free agency, did just that, got a really cheap deal. He just did it with Kansas City instead of Tampa Bay. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure Donovan Smith, Leonard Fournette, and Cameron Brait are all going to end up in the NFC South because that's where all of the free agents are signing. All of them. Uh, Cam Brait was once a New Orleans Saint. So, yeah. Um, it's going to happen, but yeah, it's already happened once. Yeah, so just expect that that is something that's going to happen. Yeah, so some key departures, some key returns, and some key additions, obviously. I think Baker Mayfield, I mean, I think most of us assume that Baker Mayfield is probably going to win that starting quarterback job. But look, if he doesn't, Kyle Trask is going to have shown something to to uh, to facilitate that. So we'll all be excited about that. So having that made, right, and again, the roster is not completely set by, by a far stretch. There's still plenty of time for the Buccaneers to make moves and add more players and trade for players maybe, even potentially get rid of players, although I don't think anybody else is, is leaving uh, on purpose. So... Given all those moves, now we reconsolidate this draft board uh, and our big board, James, and we kind of talked before the recording. Instead of giving a James list and a David list, we're going to consolidate as we have a locked on bucks, reconsolidated draft needs after much debate, much argument. James called me some mean things. I forgave him. We're okay. Our number one need, as this, as this roster stands right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is safety. Antoine Winfield Jr. is a very good safety playing behind him. Um, yes. So the Buccaneers need more safeties. <laughs> Number two need offensive tackle. You get rid of Donovan Smith. You have Tristan Wirfs. I don't care if he's playing on the right. I don't care if he's playing on the left. You need another guy. Luke get key shifting over to the right side. That's a great dream. And you know what? I went ahead and did it on Madden and he got a bump in his rating. That's great, but that's Madden. That's not real life. So they need to bring some other guys in there to work uh, at offensive tackle. Number three defensive end Vita Vey. I can't do it by himself. Gaines is potentially going to be an important part of that Super Bowl starter contributor to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you mentioned before record teammate of Vita Vea is back at, at Washington. So they're very familiar with each other. Uh, and you, I, I, I would believe that Vita probably had something to do with not necessarily bringing him in, but at least there were some conversations of, Hey Vita, how is this guy? And yeah, like some, some Intel, uh, some background. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Fourth need interior offensive line. Again, Luke Gedeke, no idea where he's going to play regardless uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Aaron Stinney, we love him uh, here on the Lockdown Bucks podcast, but he's coming off of an injury that's obviously going to be concerning. Robert Hainsey, we we expect does not report; it's not official, but we do expect Robert Hainsey to move back over uh, to compete for a guard position, which is one of the reasons that Gedeke is expected to possibly move uh, to tackle. But again, don't know what that's going to look like. If it's going to look like anything, we need some we need some 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 chances here. We need some lottery tickets here on the interior offensive line, and then fifth is cornerback now we're looking nickel we're looking perimeter because outside of jamel dean and carlton davis we love you zion but there's really not a whole lot to rely on there so those are our top five locked on bucks needs as we look at the moves that have happened after wave one of nfl free agency now that we have those needs all that we got to do is mock draft and give you guys the perfect mock draft because you're gonna love everything we say and agree with all of it without a doubt that's coming up next on today's episode of 
Locked On Bucks, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team. And today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM, where you make all the moves and nobody can tell you that you're wrong. If you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. And be forewarned, it's not as easy as you might think it is to build a dynasty roster. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you control everything and manage every strategic aspect of your team, trying to build your historic dynasty. And the best part is you can do it your way. If you don't like Todd Bowles' 3-4, fire the defense coordinator, hire a 4-3 guy, boom, you've got a 4-3 defense. You can do the same on offense, however you want to do it. But find, you'll find out really quickly, just like I did, not all coaches are built the same. My recommendation, sign a whole lot of one-year deals. I know it's not realistic in the real world. Like coaches aren't going to just sign one-year deals. But do it in the game. You'll thank me for it later, just like when you eat uh, built bars. From there, it's all about putting your roster around your coach. Make sure the scheme fits. Make sure the system fits. And you'll have the best team possible in this engaging, fun game that updates regularly, and you can play it with Wi-Fi, your data signal, or you can play it on airplane mode. Ultimate Football GM can literally go wherever you want to go. And while you're playing it, make sure you go get your free 100% boost because Locked On Bucks listeners, you get that boost to your franchise when you enter the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure you check it out today to download the game. Go to ultimate-gm.com or find it on your favorite app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Thanks again for making the Lockdown Bucks podcast first listener, first view every single day. Draft needs focused mock draft Monday. James, we have this conversation every draft season, so we're going to have it a little bit before it starts making its way around the social media circuit. Drafting for needs versus best player available. My take has always been, will always be, they're one in the same. You cannot singularly come into an NFL draft and say, boom, we're just drafting needs. This is our top need. We're going there first. And we see it every year. Someone says, the Bucs need to take a tackle in the first round. Well, that's great. Not always going to be feasible, though. We're going to dive into why that's not always feasible, but let's get let's get your take. So we know my take, right? It's a little bit of both. The best player available depends on what your team needs are. Like they're not right. They're not necessarily two separates, right? It's not like having a left and a right hand and each of them does their own separate thing. They have to work together to build the house. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if the best player available for you know when the Buccaneers are on the clock is a nose tackle. They're probably not taking it because you have Vita Vea there. If the best player available is, you know, a wide receiver, they're probably not taking that because they have Mike, they have Chris, they have Gage. I'm not saying the wide receiver is not a need, but, you know, they're they're probably not taking Jackson Smith and Jigba over somebody that could play safe. Well, hang on now. Maybe there's some credibility to this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're probably not taking him over, you know, somebody that can play corner, somebody that can play safety, somebody that can play left tackle. Um, so, yeah, you're you and I have ever since our OG podcast days before we were on this awesome network, uh, we have talked about, yes, you draft the best player available when that player is at a position that you need to draft. The Philadelphia Eagles are not taking a quarterback. The Cincinnati Bengals are not drafting a wide receiver. It's like you yeah. said, they're they're hand in hand. They work in unison. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to do this mock draft, but we're going to do it for the draft needs over everything crowd um, to kind of try to illustrate this point here. Um, we are using the PFF mock draft machine. And in order to do this, we're not allowing ourselves. We can't get crazy, right? We're not allowing ourselves to reach like beyond 10 ranked picks. So we're picking 19th. 
We're not picking the 30th ranked guy just to fill the need. But we have our top five needs. Safety, offensive tackle, defensive end, interior offensive line, cornerback in that order. So we have to draft for need. So we hit the start button. Number 19 comes up, James. Our top three options are according to needs. Pittsburgh defensive lineman, Kalijah Kansi fills a need, our number three need. Penn State cornerback, Joey Porter, fills our fifth need. Oklahoma offensive tackle, Anton Harrison, fills our second need. There is no safety available within 10 picks. So the number 29th player ranked on the PFF available board is not a safety. So we're not reaching beyond there to go safety. But with these three players available, we have to go offensive tackle Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma mm-hmm. to fill our second need in the first round. James, what do you think of the pick of Anton Harris? We're going to come back and wrap up and say how we would have done this differently to illustrate the point of why you can't just say, you know, uh, fill needs. But what do you think about Anton Harrison in a vacuum? I mean, I like him. I don't think he's a left tackle in the NFL. I, I like his passion. I like his attitude. I like his play. I don't like him at 19. Um, you know, I don't I don't think he's the 19th best player in this draft. And and while he does fill the need, um I can't say that I'd be overly excited. And again, I, I like the player, but you know, you need a left tackle. Are you really going to throw Anton Harrison a left tackle? I I don't think you do. Yeah. So, I mean, look, if this pick happened in 19, the Tristan Wirfs move to left tackle people would be very, very happy because Anton yeah, Harrison, like you said, that. is a right tackle, which means Tristan Wirfs is moving to the left side. You would have Anton Harrison's rookie over there. You would have Tristan Wirfs now as your left tackle, which, by the way, I also did on Madden, and it worked out pretty great. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, number 50 overall, we come back up. Top three players available. TCU guard Steve Avila, who I keep referring to as a dude because he's a dude. Illinois safety Sidney Brown who you are a fan of because he is a fighting Illini and TCU cornerback Travius Hodges Tomlinson, also known as Ladanian's cousin or not cousin nephew. Um, So again, we've got three very, very solid players here. I personally am not, I'm not going to make a secret of it. I'm not a fan of of uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson. I don't see how it's going to work in the NFL. Good luck to you, young man. Hopefully I'm wrong for your sake, but looking at, we've got, we've got safety is our number one need. We've got a safety here. So Illinois safety, Sydney Brown, James Jarko, the floor is yours. <laughs> Let's make this very, very clear. I like Sidney Brown beyond him being a member of Illinois. And, and I will say we're probably going to see the most players from Illinois drafted in one draft class this year than we have ever seen before because yeah. they have talent. They, especially in the secondary, they are loaded back there. And and I know you refer to Steve Avila as a dude. Uh, Sidney Brown is also a dude. Uh, he is multiple dudes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, he's incredibly versatile. He's quick. He's in, incredibly intelligent, has ball skills. He's fast. He, he's everything that you want in a guy who's going to line up next to Antoine Woodfield Jr. So this pick, uh, bravo us. I would say that he's the most Mike Edwards of the, the safeties available in, the, in this, in this area of the NFL draft. So I mean, we say Bravo us, but really, right? We're not making these picks. The needs made these picks. The number one need was safety. So our Bravo our needs rankings. Yeah. So look. So if you're so this is a win. If you're in the club of draft needs, you're you just got to win, right? Because you're like, well, Sydney Brown fills the need. That's who you got. You're welcome. Congratulations. All right, let's go to round three. Number eighty-two overall, Ohio State center Luke Whipler, interior offensive line. That's our fourth need. He's on the board. 
Uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson still on the board 32 picks later. So go us and go the need rankings for not drafting him because obviously he's still available. Cornerback fifth need. Uh, Texas D, D end, defensive end. Moro Ojomo uh, is also available. He fills our number three need defensive end. Uh, he projects to be a 3-4 defensive end. So Moro Ojomo out of Texas is the 82nd overall pick in the NFL draft, James. Yeah, and again, it's it's not an overwhelming, like exciting pick. He does fill a need, uh, but as you and I will will discuss, would not have been our pick there if we were the ones deciding beyond uh you know the the need power rankings. Yeah. So again, and this and the, the point of this exercise, right? These are not picks that we're necessarily making. We are gonna tell you who we would have picked in these scenarios, in these situations, and we do fill some needs, right? But uh, again, very often, and you're going to start seeing it more and more as we get into April and closer to the NFL draft, it's going to be Bucks need to take offensive tackle in the first round. Well, that's fantastic, but do you really want Anton Harrison over maybe one of these other guys that are available, or do you want to see if you can find an offensive tackle later that's a little bit more commensurate with uh, the uh, the value that you're getting? I think that's the right word that I use. So speaking of the value that you're getting, so after three rounds, and I'll be honest, we went to set out to do a four-round mock draft. The Buccaneers don't have a fourth-round pick. So after three rounds, uh, of our top five needs, we have filled the interior offensive lineman, or we have filled everything but rather the interior offensive lineman and the cornerback. So we filled our top three needs. We got a safety, we got an offensive tackle, and we got a defensive end. So if you were a draft the needs over the skill or over the best player, whatever you want to call it, uh, person, you are very happy with this draft class. But James, what could this draft class have looked like if we allowed ourselves to marry the two best player available serving the team needs? Yeah, mine, uh, you know, from my standpoint, the first round pick would have filled the third need, and that would have been Pittsburgh defensive lineman Kalijah Kansi. Uh, he was the best player on the board. He was PFF's 13th ranked player sitting there at pick number 19. To me, that's a slam dunk. You, That is the guy that you are taking. Uh, the second round, I leave it alone. You're taking Sidney Brown. You have one of the best safeties available in the draft sitting there in the second round. It is your number one need. Uh, I, I'm taking that every time. So that one I leave alone. And then in the third round, uh, somebody that was sitting there for us was Alabama cornerback Eli Ricks. And so that's filling the, the fifth need on our list. But I think overall, a combination of, of Cansey, Sidney Brown, and Ricks is a better draft haul in the first two days than you're getting out of Harrison, Brown, and Ojomo. So that's the direction I would have gone. So that leaves our number two need and our number four need. I didn't address the offensive line at all in this exercise, but I, I think we got the three best players for the team in those spots. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat similar. I would have gone Kansi in the first round as well, so I would have filled our number three need defensive end to play, but look, I mean, you give me, you give me Vea, what gains might be, could be, should be, and mm -hmm. can't see, Whew, buddy. And then look, CJ Stroud with the Carolina Panthers, because you are going to be running twice a year when you face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, second round, I would not have gone Sidney Brown. No shade to Sidney Brown, but I would have gone Steve Avila at a TCU. I want to fix the trenches. I see your pouty lip. I'm not going to change the pick. Um, so that was our fourth need interior offensive lineman. I would have gone Steve Avila there. And then in the third round, I'm like you, I would have gone with Alabama cornerback Eli Ricks. Uh, Jamel Dean has experience in the slot. Like we've, we've got some other things we can do. We can shift some people around. 
uh, as we need to, and maybe we can come back and get a safety like Jamie Robinson out of Florida State uh, in the, in the fourth round once James goes gets me that fourth round pick he promised me two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, so I've got Cansey, Avila, and Ricks, which I think is better than Harrison Brown and Ojomo. You have Cansey, Brown, and Ricks, which you think, and I agree. Is better than I Joey Porter Jr. fans like are probably cussing us out right now. It's okay if you want to go Porter awesome. as well. I think it's better. Um, but look, I address needs three, four, and five. So I leave needs one and two alone. But again, I think you have a better first three picks class doing that. Yes, you want to fill team needs, but you got to focus on who the best players are available that fill those needs, use them together, marry them together. Don't just be stubborn and say, We're only going team needs and we're going in order by a priority. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we did mock the Bucks first two days, prioritizing those needs over the talent available for us. But now we're going to find out what one of our listeners would do in our latest listener mock draft submission coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. This episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win, so just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. At the time of this recording, we have two number three seeds that have punched their tickets to the Sweet 16. Uh, Xavier and Kansas State both moving on after winning on Sunday against Pitt and Kentucky. So Xavier has plus 3,200 odds to win it all, while Kansas State is a little more likely listed at plus 2,400. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Red. Things up here on a mock draft Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And this listener mock draft submission comes from Nicholas McDowell on Twitter at NZM Bucks Life. And uh, we wanted to go ahead and chat about this one. Send Nicholas our well wishes while he is on the mend. And David, I, I get the feeling he was addressing uh, talent and need rather than just need. But let's take a look at what Nicholas was able to accomplish in his mock draft. He also used the PFF mock draft simulator. Round one, he does the same thing that you and I would have done in the uh, in the last segment, and he takes uh, Kalijah Cansey, the defensive lineman, out of pit. I'm assuming you approve of this move. Uh, yes, I do. I mean, we don't, we don't know who was still on the board, but, uh, even with there's, there's not a lot of players over Kalijah Cansey that I would be okay with the Buccaneers taking. Right. And, and I know that there are some people, I think it's a very small group of people. There's some people who are like, we already spent a first round draft pick on Vita Vea. Don't put another first round draft pick on the defensive line. But I would tell you that that's, that's to me, that's not an appropriate way to go about doing this. Like the, the, again, the trenches are incredibly important. Um, I always lean on, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks of NFL media. They're the first people I've heard say, so I always give them credit for it. But 
Um, it's really hard to be a good team when you're bad in the trenches. It's really hard to be a bad team when you're good in the trenches. You got Baker Mayfield trying to resurrect his career. You got Rashad White, who has potential, but again, worst running game in the NFL last year. You need to address the trenches. Pass rush. Vita Vea led your team in sacks. That could not happen again. How do you prevent that from happening? You put other monsters on that front line to, one, get their own pressure on the quarterback, but also, two, give Joe Tryon, Shoinka, Shaquille Barrett, Anthony Nelson, whoever else you have joining your pass rush unit room because they're not having – because they're they're two – I mean, Kalajic Hansi and Vita Vea, that's four blockers. That's mm -hmm. four blockers by themselves having to deal with those two guys. Shaq Barrett might have another career year if he can stay healthy and if these two guys are on the field together. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and you go back to think of how dominant the offensive line in Dallas was and how many first-round picks they used in a row to build that offensive line. That's the kind of thing that you need to do. The games were won and lost in the trenches. So, uh, yeah, love that pick from Nicholas Kalajikansi helping out Vita Vea and Greg Gaines and maybe Logan Hall if he starts to get a little bit of development going. But moving over to day two, uh, Nicholas, huge orange fan. Uh, in round two, he takes Matthew Bergeron, the offensive tackle from Syracuse. Again, two picks, both of them in the trenches now, one on each side of the ball. Love that move from Nicholas. And then uh, in the third round, he takes cornerback Garrett Williams out of Syracuse. So, David, I'll kick this over to you for your uh, day two reaction of the draft. And I get the feeling we're going to say the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't hate Bergeron. You know what I mean? I feel like late day or late round two, early round three is probably kind of the wheelhouse. This is a little bit early for him, but you know, tackles are, are pass protectors. Again, you have the passer, the pass protector, pass rusher, the pass defender, and the and the playmaker. Those are the things you need in the NFL today. So you're missing a tackle somewhere, whether it's Tristan Works on the left or right. You're missing a tackle. You go get yourself a tackle. You can't hate that necessarily. And again, a little bit early, but not. You know, not not terribly, not tragically early. Garrett Williams, I, look, I'm going to say this so much on this show, James, that this is going to be a pick. Like, the Buccaneers are going to take him because then everybody who's heard me say this a hundred times over is going to come back to me and say, but I thought you said he's too small to play in top bowls defense. Um, I don't I don't dislike Garrett Williams. He's just too small to play in top bowls defense. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, I've said the same thing. You know, we, we know that Todd Bowles likes those big, strong, uh, physical, lengthy corners. You know, the guys that are 6'1", 6'2". Uh, Garrett Williams is 5'10", buck 90. Now, I, I saw somebody make his NFL comp Bradbury, and that's a good corner. That's a real good corner to have, but is that a player that Todd Bowles would, would draft? Eileen, probably not. He would look more for one of the bigger guys uh, for his defense, but that means that Absolutely, for sure, 100%. We're going to have to talk about how great of a pick uh, Garrett Williams was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come draft weekend. Yes. Rounding out day three, there is no uh, there is no fourth-round pick, but in round five, Dorian Williams, the linebacker out of Tulane, another round five pick, Davis Allen, the tight end out of Clemson. Two picks in round six. First one is Chandler Zavala, the guard out of North Carolina State. Uh, the second, second or sixth round pick is quarterback Stetson Bennett out of Georgia. Uh, the first seventh round pick is Gervarius Owens, the safety out of Houston. And the final pick for the Buccaneers in the seventh round, Hunter Loopke, 
the fullback out of North Dakota State. David, what day three pick stands out to you as uh, you know the best, or maybe the one that you disagree with the most? Yeah, and 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 look, this is this is where we can throw out there. Nicholas did this before the Shaq Mason trade, so don't come at him crazy about uh, <laughs> having having the the late round picks there. But when you talk about these late round picks, you're just looking for potential, and you're looking. This is where you're looking a little bit to fill some holes, right? You get Chandler Zavala. I like Chandler Zavala a lot. I'm not going to sit here and say he could be a starter as a rookie, but I think he is a guy that in two or three years could be a guy that we all look at and say, man, Jason Light made a really good pick there. I like Dorian Williams a lot, leader leader on the team. Uh, they're in Tulane, a lot of energy. Uh, there are some, I say there's a lot of energy, but there are some effort questions um, and how willing he is to get a little bit dirty. So that's kind of a question they got to answer. But again, even that, KJ Britt was an amazing leader in Auburn, hasn't really panned out. Uh, to, uh, and again, late round picks, what is what is pan out, what is not pan out? There's really no such thing as a bust. What really stands out to me, James, that we're about to put Kyle Trask in a quarterback room with Baker Mayfield and Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Kyle Trask is going to start because Kyle Trask might be the only one who doesn't get arrested. And that's not wow. fair to Baker because Baker's never been arrested that I'm aware of. Um, wow. You get where I'm going with that. Like that, like good luck to that quarterback's coach. Like there's going to be pranks and there's going to be jokes and there's going to be, I don't even know, like someone's iPad is getting, or Microsoft Surface tablet is getting glued to someone's butt at some point in the season. I mean, that's better than the prank that Peyton Manning pulled on oh, one man. of the quarterbacks from the Colts when he, you know, threw a toothbrush into a toilet with, that had been used and then made the quarterback think that that was his toothbrush that he already brushed his teeth with. Anyway, um, I, I don't love the Stetson Bennett pick. I understand it. You still need a, another quarterback on the roster. This is a guy that won back-to-back -back national championships. He's a little older, maybe not so mature with his age, but you know, has the experience is a guy that, would be a human body that can throw a football at training camp. The one that sticks out to me is Davis Allen, the tight end out of Clemson. This is a 6'6 dude, 250 pounds, 12 Thanks. touchdown catches at, at Clemson. Um, you know, I've talked about Michael Mayer. You have talked about Darnell Washington. We've talked about a couple of the other tight ends. This is not a name that has come up on our show yet, but it's probably one that should have. So I do really like that pick. That's the one that I gravitated to the most on day three. And I'm not going to lie. I love the, I love drafting a fullback because, dang it, we need fullbacks to be a thing in the NFL again. Does, uh, did Seattle use fullbacks? I don't know if Seattle used fullbacks. Man. I don't think that nobody uses fullbacks except for San Francisco and Kyle Juszczyk. Hey, listen. I mean, can he run fast and hit people hard? He can be on special teams, and that's valuable uh, as well. So, can he can he gain a yard on fourth and one? That's all I want to know. Can he gain a yard he, on fourth and one? Can he be By the, the way, I drafted Darnell Washington to the Buccaneers in Madden. This is a very Madden-heavy episode, um, and Beckett it's going drafted, splendidly. Beckett drafted Anthony Richardson, so there's that. Beckett's fired. That's why he's a huge Anthony Richardson fan is because he has him in Madden, and He's a cheat code in Madden, just like Jalen Hurts and, and Lamar Jackson are. But that is going to do it for this episode. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino 
as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're going to be back tomorrow with winners and losers from wave one of NFL free agency. And we will catch you up on any news that happens between this recording and tomorrow's. So plenty to talk about. And if you want to join in on that conversation, drop your comments on YouTube or hit us up via the email locked on bucks podcast to gmail.com. And of course the DMS on Twitter at locked on bucks are always open. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow all the action on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.